and welcome to the Genius Podcast. Um, today we're talking about structure um, and what it means to be productive. And I think it's quite an interesting topic because a lot of the time people associate productivity with doing a lot of tasks very quickly, very efficiently. But I think it's broader than that. Um, I commonly at workshops ask, you know, what is productivity? And I get a range of answers. Um, but the most uh, succinct definition that I found um, and that I feel is really true is productivity is basically time well spent. So when you ask yourself the question, was I productive? You're actually asking, was the time that I've spent this week well spent? You know, did I spend it on the right things, on the priority things? Did I structure it well? Did I use the time well? Um, and I think it's really interesting um, to think about productivity in those terms. Um, especially because obviously in the Genius Journals we cover, um, you know, getting clarity on your intention um, and having clarity on your goals and where you want to get to and then breaking those goals down into actual executable actions that you need to complete. And I think with the discussion around productivity, it's obviously making sure that it's time well spent um, towards, well, moving you towards those goals. Um, so, yeah, we've kind of been um, looking at, you know, why, um, you know, why does structure help? Um, and there's obviously, we've talked about this before, is, you know, these, these two main functions of your brain, um, really. Obviously, it does a lot of things. But if you were to break it down into two sort of core themes or core areas that it actually is, is doing all of the time, it is to obviously ensure that you survive and thrive. Um, and it's also to cons it's trying to conserve energy. Um, survive and thrive is where it really is wired to keep you in the status quo as much as possible. It doesn't like disruption. It doesn't like changes. It doesn't like unexpected things. It doesn't like making lots of decisions. Um, the sort of conserving energy side as well is about, you know, keeping your physiological state calm um, and using habits as much as possible. And we talked about habits before and obviously the statistic that it can, you know, up to 45% of your day can be just absolutely automatic. This is where these habits really come into their own. And in your brain optimizing the way it uses energy, it's using habits to conserve energy because they're very quick, they're very routine, they happen automatically and they use very little energy. You don't have to think about them, they just happen and the sort of the pathways in your brain, they just fire and, and that's just what happens. And so that way it's a way that your brain can conserve energy. And so when we're talking about productivity and we're talking about creating structure in your week, um, really what you're trying to do is is keep your brain in these you know, happy doing these two main functions. Um, and if you can imagine for a second, an analogy that I use was imagine, for example, you know, when you were back at school and you had this certainty and predictability about how your days were going to go because you had a school timetable, you had a structure and a predictability to your days. And so most of the time, you know, you were kind of calm in the knowledge that, you know, maths would follow English, which would then be followed by PE, which would then be followed by this. And you kind of knew how your day was going to go. You had your break times in there, you had your lunch times in there, and it was all very calm, very predictable. 
um, and there wasn't very, you know, very many threats or changes to the status quo. It, it it would carry out and would happen as expected. And so when you can imagine this with our work and with our sort of days, and I appreciate the moment with, you know, with coronavirus and lockdown, everybody's schedules are all up in the air and there isn't this structure. This isn't this predictability of your, your sort of daily sort of cycle or routine. Um, we can feel a little bit tired because we've got a lot of decisions to make. We have a lot of things that we have to decide. There aren't the usual habits and routines kicking in because there aren't the usual cues in our environment, i.e., you know, going to work, coming home from work, these kind of structural elements and these structural cues um, in our days to, to allow those habit patterns to happen. So we're in the process of building new habits, which I think is why it's such a really exciting time just now to think about actually, am I, you know, making sure that I am living productively, i.e., is are my days a reflection of, of time well spent aligned with the kind of life that I want to lead um, and the goals and intentions that I have? Um, obviously, in the journals, we cover core intentions and we do the exercise to drill down into what are your, your sort of kind of, well, either three to six sort of core intentions that you have. And these are sort of like your core pillars of your life that you want to make sure are always covered and always have attention. And these can range from you know, um, great relationships with friends and family, having, you know, time to play, um, you know, having time to travel, adventures, all those kind of things. And so these core intentions form these sort of pillars and these structures. And then what you're trying to do, obviously, by living productively is, is have time well spent working towards or living your dream day, living your dream intentions. Um, and this is where, you know, structure and productivity is, is really, really useful. So some of the effects of when we actually suffer from lack of structure, and, and I appreciate many of you may be feeling this right now, is, you know, when you're feeling disorganized or you're feeling like there's poor priorities. And um, Stephen Covey um, has a famous quote where he says, you know, it's... Um, we can lose a lot of time on the thick of thin things and we, we can, you know, where we have a little bit more time, maybe you're on furlough or maybe you, you've um, got reduced hours or you're not working as much, um, you know, you, you kind of try to fill your day with stuff, with things, with doing lots of things, but are they the big things, um, the priority things that are, are helping move you towards where you want to be? Um, and so that's a really a really good thing to sort of hold in your mind and think about. Another thing is obviously overwhelm. So a lot of us right now have a lot of things going on um, and you can feel this sort of like stressful response to it, a sort of an anxiety building or, you know, and and, and the symptoms range from a little bit of anxiety, a little feeling a little bit tense to, you know, a full-blown panic attack and people can suffer from overwhelm. And if you can imagine overwhelm as like juggling lots of balls and, and if you think about it, if you have too many in the air, there's just too many to watch. There's just too many things to keep track of. Um, and especially where many of those are not habitual things yet um, you're having to remember to to do this and remember this and remember that and that can be where you know overwhelm's kicking in so something you can do is obviously look at the list of things that you have on your plate am I trying to do too much and can I cut some of the stuff off here that isn't actually serving me that is these thin things um, that are not moving me towards where I want to be are not helping promote a sense of calm a sense of predictability um, am I just overwhelming myself with that trying to get too much done or trying to do too many things for too many people um, and so 
so sometimes it can be really good to just have a look at that list and, and sift those down if there's too many. Um, another one is decision fatigue. So this is where basically you, over a period of a day, you have lots of decisions to make because a lot of the time when we have our habits and our routines, um, it's very predictable. So we, you know, on a Friday, maybe it's we always get a takeaway or maybe it's on the way home from work, we go to the gym and that's just a habitual thing. Those elements of our day have been taken away from us because we're maybe not doing that anymore. And we have to make decisions about, say, on the Friday night, what meal are we going to make tonight? Um, and then, you know, it's we're not driving home and going to the gym. So what kind of exercise am I doing? So some of the ways that you can start to help combat this is create routines, create habits, um, put something in your diary where you just decide that you're just going to do that every single day. The same thing every single day. So for me at the moment, that's going for a walk. Um, and that's making a point of having that walk be, you know, a nice leg stretch. Um, I'm usually doing it in the morning. Um, I'm trying to get, you know, get that fresh air in, get that light um, early in the morning, um, get a really good uh, start to my day. And um, I, I just I just don't have to make a decision about it. That's just what I'm going to do. Um, it's happier. It's it's easier. Sorry, when you have a dog, because they obviously always want to go out in the morning. So you have to go. Um, but if you don't have things like that, and then it's about thinking, what decisions can I take, you know, out of my day? Can I just make something a habit, make something a routine and reduce that that effective decision fatigue where you just feel completely mentally exhausted by the end of the day, because there's just been so many variables to make decisions on that by the end of the day your brain is just it, it's done it's had it <laughs> um, so putting some of these structural things in some of these routines in can really really help with that feeling and if many of you are feeling sort of exhausted and there's lots of things to make decisions around um, another way that you can combat that is is look at your weeks um, do a sort of plan for the household on a Sunday night um, and decide amongst all of you you know what's going to happen on what days and that takes the guessing out of it it takes the momentary decision making every single day out of the process and it allows you to sort of conserve a little bit of that that mental energy um, for, for other things um, as they come up Another thing which is another effect is the Zaganik effect. Now, this was something that was studied um, by a Polish psychologist and it was basically they were watching waiters in restaurants and they were noting and asking them, you know, how do they remember all of the, the orders? And what they found was that people who had a partial um, order in their head were more able to hold it but if you can imagine that once that table had completed the order it was like the brain knew that that information wasn't useful anymore and would drop it and you see it a lot in um, cliffhangers in movies you see it a lot in the first 10 minutes of a tv show where they're intriguing you they're hooking you you want to know how it finishes you want to know how it ends and this is this effect and so what can happen is when you're um, dealing with lots of half finished things in your day um, then and you don't get that sense of completion um, this kicks in and this uses up some of that mental bandwidth. If you can imagine you've got, you know, so much bandwidth in a day, um, holding all of these half finished things um, kind of uses up some of that um, resource, some of that bandwidth. And so sometimes it's actually quite good. And obviously we talk about this in the journals is like promoting focus and focusing in on completing one or two things uh, a day, which can be really, really useful. Um, so just a few tips and a few things to think about um, right now that I can I can sort of offer you to help is, um, you know, planning your weeks. Um, think about your week as a, a sort of school timetable. What are you doing Monday morning? What are you doing um, Tuesday afternoon? 
but also putting in importantly the breaks so break times obviously um we've got household to coordinate um you want to kind of put these routines and these structures in people like structure they like routine it gives a degree of certainty it gives a degree of predictability and it really does calm people to know that dinner is at this time lunch is time is this time and breakfast time is this time and putting breaks as well many of you are working from home make sure you schedule breaks make sure you schedule blocks of time to just get away from the desk um, get a bit of downtime and give your t- brain a bit of a chance to just um, have a bit of downtime to resource itself you know make sure you're well hydrated you can use things like you know stopping for a drink of water things like that to to really help you so so do get planning your weeks um thinking about your days in isolation thinking about them specifically um i was watching a very interesting talk by uh, dan pink uh when i was away at a conference last year and he was talking about this the research that's been done into the sort of peaks and troughs of energy levels and concentration and mood during the day. Um, And very interestingly from the research, there was a couple of key findings. And one of them was that the your mood and your energy levels um, peak and trough throughout the day and so when you're looking at the types of things that you have to do and thinking about when are you going to be best suited to do certain types of tasks um, a really interesting thing is thinking uh, is to know that in the morning um, your energy and mood levels are high um, you've just had breakfast you've just woken up the brain has been refreshed from a night's sleep and it's ready to get chewing into some really analytical tasks so if you've got anything that's going to be particularly tricky or need a lot of like analytical thought or uh, logical thought then mornings are the best time Um, and one of the things that is really interesting to observe is a lot of people fill the first hour of their day in the workplace on emails so thinking about now you've got a little bit more control you've broken the habit of going into the office a little bit now maybe um, with your new routine and thinking maybe not start the day with emails let's see what like big analytical tasks you're going to have to tackle first thing in the morning and, and get chewing into that first of all um, and then what happens after lunch is that there's sort of a trough you know you've just eaten lunch your energy levels have dipped your brain and body is ready sort of digesting food and dealing with all of that and so this is a great time to do administrative stuff so the sort of the boring day-to-day laborious things that you need to do you know put the washing on do all that kind of stuff Um, or you know dealing with emails or dealing with some expense receipts and things like that do that in the afternoon just after lunch that's always sort of the low time and then you get a recovery so you get like a a secondary peak happen in the afternoon evening which is when your creative time has come and that and obviously I mean I totally get this because the day is sort of behind you you've had a good day and you've um, nailed a lot of the tasks and got them off your plate and so it's sort of cleared a bit of that bandwidth we were talking about for you to have a bit of time to look into some creative projects or look into some creative problem solving or thinking because your head's cleared of the things that you had on your to-do list so that's quite useful just wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about our journal so if you've been finding uh, the things i've been sharing in the podcast really really useful um you might be interested in hearing about our journal that we have that basically helps you break down any idea that you have or any change that you want to make and we take you through step by step how to actually make it happen um it is jam-packed full of tips on productivity, uh, leveraging your habits, creating effective implementation plans, using your psychology to work for you rather than against you, um, and help you make some of those big changes that you want to make. Now, I appreciate there's a lot of changes going on at the moment, and navigating those changes can be incredibly stressful and quite tricky. Um, So what we've tried to do is gear the journal a little bit more to help people with managing the changes that are happening rather than instigating new ones. But the skill 
mindset is still the same. So there's plenty of great tips, insights, articles, exercises. There's a whole planner section in there that's really optimized to help you be as productive as possible and help you put a little bit more structure into your day, which I appreciate with everything that's going on right now um, is kind of vital and kind of really, really interesting for everyone. So um, if you are interested, check out the show notes and you'll see the link there to sign up for our waiting list. Thinking about your tasks, so um, one tip that I would give is a to-do list is a to-do list. And what I mean by that is a lot of people don't break down tasks down to the smallest executable task. What I mean by that is something that you can actually do and tick off. A prime example of this is get present for mum. Um, That is a multi-step process. Um, It's usually quite tricky and involves several steps. So for me, that would be like conferring with the siblings. What do they want to get her? What are they getting her? What's the budget? What is it that she would really like? Having a think about that. Then it's going and searching for whatever it is that I've locked on that I think is going to be a good present going and searching on the internet or going around the shops and seeing if I can find it. It's also finding a card. Um, It's also... Uh, then purchasing the thing, then wrapping it, then sending it or then sorting out a time to go and see her and give her, you know, so there's multiple steps and you can almost be overwhelmed. And this is where procrastination kicks in because the task is too great and it hasn't been broken down to a degree that you can just go and execute. So instead of writing the list and saying, get present for mum, if on Monday it was, you know, call siblings and decide what we're going to get mum. And then on Tuesday it was research and find whatever that is uh, and buy it and then on Wednesday it was like wrap it get the card done you know that is far more manageable in a day full of lots of different things to do than it is to try and do all of those in one go and also your mental approach to scenario A and scenario B is quite different so with these kind of things this can be a little bit of a trick and a tool if you do find yourself procrastinating it's probably because you're not breaking the task down enough to be easily executable so that's something and a way that you can really um, help you in in planning your tasks out is write a to-do list so an executable list of things you can actually do Um, because just like I was saying before you know do something where you complete it you know don't leave these things half finished they exhaust you they play on your mind the zaganic effect kicking in again so by having these broken down smaller executable tasks you're actually completing them so the reward of ticking that thing or crossing that thing off the list is spurring you on to the next step and on to the next step so you have a day full of completion you have a day full of successful execution of things and that spurs you want to keep going Um, Another thing that is important to point out here is priorities. So um, it's really important to think about what are your priorities and what is the measure by which you you say something is a priority or isn't a priority. Um, And this is where the core intentions exercise really comes in useful again. Um, And a lot of people have found it very clarifying to have that is, you know, what are your core intentions? But you can use this and pull the focus far more into the short term. So think about what you want to have achieved by the end of lockdown, whenever that might be. Uh, Think about what your intention is for that and then go and do a brainstorm, do a mind map on what are the tasks I need to actually do to get me there. Um, I know there's a huge amount of information out there. It's like learn a new skill. Okay, which skill? What one? Where do I find the course? What do I? So keying in really with your core intentions of what you want to have achieved by the end of lockdown or what you want to have achieved with your family or whatever that might be, whatever a goal is, um, take that goal and really brainstorm it out and break it down into executable steps. And um, then you obviously have to slot that in 
your priorities in amongst all the other things that you have to do, um, you know, running a household, going, you know, working from home, all of those kind of things. Um, but if there is some extra time and spaciousness in your diary and you want to use that well, think about how, what would that look like? What would done look like? What would really effective time uh, or time well spent look like? And then from that picture, then unpick back. Um, and this can really help you with your priorities um, because you're aligning it and you're measuring it against that core goal, that intention that you have for the end of uh, end of lockdown. And finally, it wouldn't be right of me not to mention habits and routines here. Um, this is an incredible opportunity for a massive disruption of most of your habits, um, daily habits, daily routines um, that have built over time because we have this huge disruption and obviously where we can go, what we can do, we have a little bit more time, we're at home. So thinking about what are some of the unproductive habits that have been plaguing me, those bad habits that have been causing me a problem. Um, and this is a really good time to reset them, you know. Um, it's quoted various different amounts. So it can be anything from 21 days to six weeks to whatever, okay. It, it really just depends on individuals. But the main thing when you're trying to create a new habit is to complete it. So complete the habit loop. So what I mean by that, just to recap, is the cue, response and reward cycle that a habit goes through. So to to just clarify what each one is. The cue is obviously the thing that triggers the behavior. So if your habit is always to pick up your phone when the notification goes off, the cue is the notification. The response is that you pick up the phone. Uh, and you look at the notification and the reward that you get is the nice little hit of a chemical called dopamine in your brain which is oh that was nice um, Sally reached out to me or oh that's nice somebody's liked a photo on Instagram or oh that's nice there's um, a text from my mum and so you can see what happens here is this cycle basically reinforces that and your and your brain goes oh that's a really useful habit that's really good let's make that automatic and so this is where I'm talking about these things just happen um, and this is where these habit loops happen. So what I'm encouraging some of our genius journalists to do in the guide this week is to look at some of the unproductive cues in our environment. So those notifications, those triggers, I don't know about you, but I'm getting a bit overwhelmed with the amount of screen time that I'm spending on my phone, my laptop, my iPad. So I'm being stuck inside and I'm not um, getting outdoors and doing all the things that I would usually do um, away from screens. And a lot of my um, contact with other people is obviously through screens. So um, one of the things is, um, is looking at some of these unproductive cues so can we reduce notifications can we have phone free time uh, can we have screen free time scheduled into our day and can we look at removing some of these unproductive cues on these on these ones that are connected with bad habits the next um, sort of thing would be looking at some responses so one of the, the easiest quickest ways to get a new uh, turn a bad habit into a new one is to swap the response so if the cue is the same but you swap out the response um, so maybe say previously you would have had situation where you were basically you know you sit uh, the queue goes off so an Instagram notification comes through you then end up scrolling for an hour on Instagram and you lose an hour and you're thinking how the heck did that happen um, but the reward is obviously like the likes and seeing pictures that you like and connecting with your family and seeing what they're up to and looking at stories and so we can understand like why we're driven to do these things but the response is actually is that time well spent is that productive? Is that aligned with my goals and where I want to get to? And so what you can do with this is swapping the response. So you can remove the cues. So like removing the phone from the room or having these phone free hours or having the cue, for example, be that it's that time of the day where you would usually go onto social media. 
but you the response rather than just sitting and scrolling is you sit and you scroll but you set an alarm for 20 minutes or you set an alarm for 15 minutes and when the alarm goes off you put the phone down and you get up and you go and do something else so you can change these responses so they're still enjoyable things i mean it's a way that we're connecting with each other so social media is playing a massive role in keeping people connected keeping people in the loop keeping people in touch with everybody um but obviously the response rather than it just being this open-ended just scrolling for hours um you can just sort of cap it to, to 15 minutes so it's quite good to have that um i've been using a thing like screen time on my iphone so i've set it to like tap like cap social media usage to like x number of minutes um, a day um, and that way it flags up a little reminder and says like hey look you've got five minutes left so it kind of keeps a tally of all the time I've been spending on social media and it just sort of helps me keep a tally on that and act as a, a reminder for that um, and finally um, rewards so when you're thinking about unproductive unproductive rewards you're thinking about rewards that don't actually give you the reward that you like um, and a lot of us when we're struggling or when we're having a tough time just like now is we're seeking out these rewards because they make us feel nice so reward might be you know like food or it might be getting on social media and getting that dopamine hit or you know spending lots of time watching tv because it's kind of checking out from the crisis that's going on at the moment and just thinking about what rewards can I give myself that are, are productive. So again, aligning with those core intentions, aligning with those goals and those intentions you have for how you want to be, you know, where you want to be by the end of, of lockdown or greater goals that you have for like your life. Um, and feeling like, what are some rewards that I can give myself that are really truly rewards for me? Like they're very personal, um, but that I can use to help me um, integrate some of these new habits. Um, I know there's a lot of these like go to the gym and then have a smoothie, but if you're not really a smoothie fan, like, I get it it's healthy and it's a good choice and etc but if it's not gonna you're not gonna crave it then you're not gonna you know enjoy it as much so um, and you're not gonna ingrain that habit as well so thinking about some really productive um, re rewards that you really enjoy as well so if you do enjoy baking or you enjoy um, time you know chatting on social media you can use these things as little rewards so that you allow yourself once you've done the things that are productive um, and these can be a great way of sort of helping you reset some of your habits and your routines so when we're all talking about structure it's not this rigid fixed thing um, I hope there's been a good few tips and things in here as to like what's been going on and you resonate with some of them and hopefully you've got some tips and ways that you can actually help yourself um, thrive through this change um, and, and get through the, the sort of changes to your routine and integrating a little bit more structure into your days so um, hopefully that's helped you all um, please stay safe stay home um, and stay healthy